the year is 1999, and the new age of digital special effects is permeating all of Hollywood. A young hero is plucked from obscurity, for he is the chosen one to free the masses from their evil overlords. No, we're not doing Phantom Menace again. No, man. <laughs> this time, it's The Matrix. How Star Wars is it? Hey, Mike. Hey, Josiah. I uh, hear you got some sweet za on your side. Oh, yeah. The... I was like literally cleaning it out of my teeth as you as you said, hey, Mike. <laughs> I'm super jealous of your za, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's delicious. It's from down the street. Shout out to Renali's. Oh, my God. <laughs> we haven't started the podcast yet. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. Hello, what is everyone. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to our bad show. <laughs> hey, uh, my name's Josiah, and this is Mike. And I'm Mike. And this is How Star Wars Is It? And this is the show where we take stuff and we're like, how Star Wars is it? And then we decide. That's right. But we also talk about a lot of other stuff. Right. We we want to do everything at some point. We want to we want to rate and review every single movie, every TV show, and then mm-hmm. uh, other things too. You know, like we want to do say mm-hmm. for instance, in fact it's it's quite uh uh serendipitous that I'm holding it in my hand right now, pizza. Yes. How Star Wars and is pizza. How Star Wars is a hamburger. How Star Wars is uh, sidewalk chalk. Mm-hmm. We want to do everything, and dare I say it, we will do everything. Mm-hmm. Given enough time. And, Mike, I gotta say, we're doing The Matrix this week. That's right, and I'm so excited because it's one I've wanted to do since we started the podcast, even more so than when I found out that you had never seen it. Yeah, so I had never seen The Matrix, and I just watched it today. Today, literally earlier today, and uh, I gotta say, this is a this is a really cool movie. I like this oh, movie. Yes, <laughs> I I was really hoping that this episode would basically be a retread of our Men in Black episode, where like I had never seen it until just like a day or two before, and there's like goo and good practical <laughs> effects and kind of not great CG effects, but like interesting ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. Here's the thing. I had never seen this movie, but I had like you know culturally see you know knew enough like about alive. it <laughs> yeah so and like i've been on the internet and i read a lot of junk on the internet and so i knew enough about this movie to where nothing was like surprising because i already knew like the twists or whatever right so i already knew what was like gonna happen but it was still really dope i was like this movie's a fun movie like Totally. I know that the... And to your point about it being kind of everywhere, I think that bullet time and, like, the slow-mo effect of all all the famous ones in The Matrix, around that time, like, in the next, like, five years or something, was used, like, a hundred times in different movies and TV shows. Like, I want to say bullet time is the I am your father of, like, our generation. Oh, absolutely. It was was the new cool way to make movies. Um, Mm -hmm. And... Gosh, it was yeah. So I watched it earlier today. I rented it, and and you liked and it, and I liked it. I thought it was very cool, and I also felt kind of robbed that I didn't see this when I was younger because I felt like I feel like I would have been so into it. But it, it, I agree. I think I saw it for the first time. Like I was younger, but I was it was it was far after it came out. Like I think all three of the movies were out by the time I saw the original one. So it was probably two thousand four, two thousand five, or two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Well, 2007 this is how counting works <laughs> it's it so this this movie had the unfortunate thing about like that we talked about with um men in black where it i was not 13 when it came out i was not i was certainly not 17 when it came out <laughs> and uh, so it was illegal for me to see it and i wasn't allowed right you would have gone to jail i would have gone to jail i would have gone to jail so but it was i just i i really I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to actually like this movie because I knew a lot about it and I knew it was kind of like dated a little bit and that the acting is kind of cheesy. But I really like just I just liked it. It was fun. It's kind of dumb in that like don't think yes. about it too hard kind of way. <laughs> and and I and the acting like wasn't necessarily good, but it all felt like it was the same style. Like it almost felt like they were doing like a weird like, you know, how like 
Shakespeare requires a certain kind of acting. And I was like, I feel like the right. Matrix requires a certain kind of acting. Be- yeah. Because if anybody was being too good or too realistic, I would be like, this, what's, what's going on? They're taking me out of they're taking me out of the story. Um, and you know what else requires that? Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Absolutely. The the other like, th- like there's a classic quote of Harrison Ford of like something to the effect of Hey, George, you can write this shit, but you sure as hell can't say it. Yep, exactly. So I think that already right out the gate, it's pretty dang Star Wars. And I think also this is not necessarily here nor there, but I didn't have a lot of time today to watch it. And I was like, oh, this movie's over two hours long. So I rented it on YouTube and I watched uh, uh, I watched the first like 45 minutes to an hour on one t- 1.25 speed. And then I watched the last, <laughs> and then I watched the rest of it at 1.5 speed. And I gotta say, didn't really suffer for, for being faster. It was all very good. Yeah. Like the slow motion scenes were just regular speed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny. Cause when it was on 1.25 speed, I couldn't tell it was any different. And uh, uh-huh. I was switching back and forth, and I was like, man, this is weird that I can't tell the difference. But then on 1.5 speed, I actually could tell the difference. But it also just made everything faster, and the fights were even more intense. Because I was like, dang, they're going so fast. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. I had a friend who, like, his it was his dad, but I think a number of them in their house would watch movies, like, with the captions on and, like, one and a half times speed or whatever just to, like, get through them quicker. <laughs> I That's, okay, literally, I've done that. Um, I don't know. I've, d- I've done that for podcasts a lot. If I really just want to get through something, right. I'll do like a 1.5 speed. And I honestly, I did that with the matrix just now. And I think I'm going to keep doing it for different movies. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't got two hours. Like that's no, that's too much does? time. No one's got two hours to, to waste. Um, and you're, you, you acclimate to it fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so I liked this movie. I, I I think it was really cool, and I just sort of out the gate, I do think it's pretty dang Star Wars. Yeah, totally. Um, here's a fun just behind the scenes thing. I don't know if they okay. worked on the first one, but after the Matrix was so big and they did sequels, um, MythBusters Adam Savage and Tori Belici or Belici um, worked on the like uh, special effects, and they also worked on like the star wars prequel special effects really like there's like video on one of the dvds of them like building the models of at camino like the miniatures that they shot for the camino scenes um and then there's also scenes of them building the like mecha armor suits in the zion battle in the sequels to the movie that you just saw and you haven't seen the sequels and there actually aren't any sequels don't see don't search them out <laughs> i know i that's why I, I know the sequels <laughs> are bad and i i don't remember why they're bad but i'm like i know they're bad and i kind of want to watch them just because i kind of i just dug the story but i know they're bad and i don't really want to like not i mean not ruin it because it's not going to like ruin the fact that the first one was like fun and good but yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm ever gonna seek out those sequels. Yeah, they're they have really interesting moments in the same. And I would honestly say, in the same way that like the Star Wars prequels have moments that I'm like, well, that movie was bad, but this thing is a cool thing. Um, yeah, totally. They have that. Like that's what I think of the Matrix sequels as. Um, something. Okay. Yes. So. It's been a while. I feel like since we've done an episode where we've actually done the thing that we're supposed to do in this show and like talk compare about a movie to Star Wars. Star Wars is so I kind of have like feel like I've forgotten how to do that I'm like what do we do right <laughs> but um so here okay here is some things that are Star Wars and aren't Star Wars or I think Hit more me. than aren't Star Wars okay are okay, Star okay. Wars this that, movie that is are not, or aren't that are this okay. movie is not subtle at all no <laughs> and i took so i took some notes in the beginning because i was like i'm gonna take some notes and then then i just got into it and stopped taking notes um but like in the first so like before he's even like in the matrix or whatever or no when he's in before he's like knows he's in the matrix before he's in the real world there's so many like just references to like the fact that he's the one and the fact that uh, he's he's plugged in or whatever. Right. First being, and I texted my little brother that he mm-hmm. keeps his money and stuff in the in the book Sim- Simulacrum Simulation. Right. Which is like a philosophy book or whatever that my little brother has read. And I was like, Have you? I, texted, I was like, Oh, he, the Matrix has this book. And he was like, Oh yeah. 
the Matrix is kind of based on that book. And I was like, right. what? And then my little brother was like, yeah. And apparently my little brother had seen the Matrix and I hadn't. And I felt very, like, not cool. Did he break the law? Uh, Well, so apparently they watched it in his theory of knowledge class in high school. Damn. That sounds like a fun class. I feel I know, like I right? would love that class. And since it was rated R, uh, they had to get, like, permission slips from parents to watch it. <laughs> but so, like, I, I was like, okay, cool. And then the uh, the the creepy guy, like, at the very beginning who's, like, with the girl that has the white rabbit tattoo. Right. Liter- liter- he, like, calls Neo his own You're personal, my own Jesus, personal Christ. Jesus Christ, man. Also, what says, could have been on that disc? It cost him $2,000, which by today's standards in terms of, like, software technology it probably would have been something like photoshop six <laughs> like, like what, what could what it could have been for two thousand dollars <laughs> i yeah that's that's a good question that we that we never get answered and then he also says sounds like you need to unplug yeah right you gotta <laughs> unplug man and then the white ra- like the white rabbit is uh, obvious is a reference is like a allusion to alice in wonderland going down the rabbit hole which later on morpheus literally says like you're right. alice in the rabbit hole now and like the boss, his work when he gets fired is is like or like almost gets fired. It's like, oh, you think you're special, huh? You think the rules don't apply to you, and they don't. <laughs> and like then Trinity, his name is Trinity, and Neo mm-hmm. is. Uh, it's pretty well known that it's an anagram of one. <laughs> well, uh, I thought you were gonna say of uh, Eon. I was like, hang on, there's got to be at Eon. least one or two more. <laughs> So, yeah, I was like, just in the beginning, I was like, dang, this movie really is not subtle in very much in the way that they hit you over the head with it. I think similarly to how Star Wars sometimes hits you over the head with symbolism. Right. Um, and in the same way, like, while subtle. it's not subtle, it's also, though, not just like holding your hand at the beginning. Like, it just sort of starts and they're like, you'll you'll catch up. And then eventually it does kind right, of they, exposition you to death. But like in that way that you were talking about Morpheus going like you must feel like Alice, like it's just sort of like at that point, the character's job is to explain to the protagonist what's going on with him. And the way you do that is you explain what's going on. And he's still being all like cagey and poetic, like, hmm, yes, uh, you right. think you're in 1999. Like, well, yeah, it definitely just jumps you into the world right. and is like, you'll fit. Well, once the audience surrogate gets to the point where we have to tell him what's going on, we'll tell you what's going on. But the other thing, the other thing that I feel like is not Star Wars is that I feel like the Matrix has something to say in a very specific way yes. beyond beyond like good is good and bad right. is bad, like choice, like and like uh, agency, yeah. and like. Yeah, because like we've talked about before, Star Wars is very much like the good guys are good and the bad guys are bad, and there's not a lot of gray, and most and it mostly it's just like good guys need to beat the bad guys is always like the right. theme, and the Matrix the Matrix is like do our choices really matter? What is reality like? What matters in right. reality? Like, do you have control of your destiny? And it's all pretty like like once again not super subtle, right. but. It, it has questions it's trying to answer that are like themes beyond, oh, bad guys are bad, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so uh, and I thought that it, was interesting. It also, the uh, I, I, that movie is just so tight and there's not like a mistake in it. Like there's, I mean, like that's, that's an overstatement, I suppose. There's probably plenty of little things, but like they worked on that movie for something like five years of pre-production before they shot it. Wow. Like, that thing was just lean and mean. That that's what that's the other thing I felt. I was like, this is a very well made movie. Like I feel like they mm-hmm. I feel like they knew what they wanted to do. They got in and out, and they made a really solid film. Which and honestly, I, understand... I don't need I don't need it to be very subtle if it's going to have something to say. I don't think the Last Jedi was very subtle, and it's like the first time I saw a Star Wars movie that I left going like that movie was about something. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think it necessarily always has to be like what are the themes here. Let's like really dig deep, and I think that right. Um, I think having something to say at all is always a nice thing about uh, media and like it doesn't always have to be that way but when it is it's like oh that was nice and yeah. I think that okay and uh, we talked a little, bit, a little bit about this on the episode with, with uh, Caitlin about Shark Tank <laughs> but coming soon <laughs> coming soon uh, but 
we kind of talked. We didn't talk like shit about Stranger Things in the Stranger Things episode, but we were like, "Why did we like this? You know, yes. what, what's what's good about we couldn't it?" Couldn't remember like wh- why we even liked it in the first. Yeah, season. and I and when I watched season three, I was like, "Oh, it's a good show. It's part of the reason why." But also, I felt like it also had stuff to say and like themes about like growing up and like your friends changing and you staying the same and and that right. all hit me really hard. And it and uh, the Matrix, I I think is once again not as not subtle about it but also has it's like hey i'm asking these questions and i don't necessarily have the answers so you kind of gotta you kind of have to like infer your own answers you know like it it only shows us the door but we have to walk through damn dude damn dude there it is (laughs) also like okay this is this is another like so i never saw the matrix but i remember i think when it came out or like shortly after it came out when my older brother saw it he like showed me certain parts of it that were really cool mm-hmm. and I, and honestly i don't like i get why this movie i feel like if this movie came out now it might be rated pg-13 maybe oh yeah um, i mean like i'm sure language had something to do with it but even the language was fairly tame yeah because the whole thing i was like there's some gross visuals in the in the beginning and mm-hmm. later on but the violence is all very much to par with what we see in movies right. nowadays. Yeah, too. like no one ever gets like their head chopped off, which happens exactly. a lot in Star Wars, in fact. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, so he showed me like cool parts. So he showed me the part where Morpheus and Neo fight right after he's downloaded all the fighting styles into his right. brain. I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. He showed me that whole fight. <laughs> Don't stop trying to hit me and hit me. Show me all right, that. Right. And I was like, this is dope. You think that's and, air you're breathing? Oh, so good. That I, line it's is like, great. It's like so cool. I get <laughs> it. It is I get so it's, cool. It's just cool, you know? Right. Um, like, did you ever at any point, I mean, like, I know that you're like an adult now and you knew of the movie, but like, did you ever at any point while watching it try to go, like, convince yourself that stuff around you wasn't real? Like, it is truly impossible to do. I, so, this this might be a fun episode because I feel like maybe we might get into some 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 like metaphysics here which i mm-hmm. love um yes i did not do that this time but i also kind of am constantly like i constantly am like nothing's real but also everything's real right uh so that this movie and also this movie oh real quick the other cool parts that my brother showed me yes yes uh dodge this showed me dodge this <laughs> that was dope Showed me the like the guns. Uh, the, the, it was like we're gonna need guns, and then they're in the white room, and all the guns come yeah, and right. they come into the office building and set off the Which middle. Which then, like me that fight scene, cars dot com completely took that for commercials for a long time. Like big white room, <laughs> and it was like I need uh, so sedans, true. blue sedans, and then like the shelves all like keep refining. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, uh, what were we just? Oh, you yeah. said so uh, the the my whole, little brother and I like lobby scene. So my so that those are the ones my older brother showed me, and my little brother and I have often had the conversation. So my little brother is very into philosophy, and I'm uh, into it, but not as like well versed in it as he is. Mm-hmm. And so we oftentimes have a conversation where like the the whole like sort of idea of the Matrix and the simulacra and simulation, the idea that like what if we are in a simulation? You know, how does that affect our lives, or like how does that affect who you who you are? And I'm very much in the camp that, like, I don't give a shit if we are in a simulation. Like the cipher was right camp. <laughs> not necessarily the cipher is right camp. Uh, just, the, just the fact that, like, if our if our lives are as real in the simulation as they are in the real world, oh, then there's uh-huh. no, like, then there's no difference, you know? And right. not necessarily saying I wouldn't want to wake up and know there was a, a real world outside of that. But, like, when Neo was like, I have all these memories and none of them are real. I'm like, no, they're still real, man. Like, this stuff still happened to you. Right. It was just in a different, like, world or whatever. Right. So I'm very much I'm very much in the camp that, like, when people are like, oh, man, what if our whole reality is just a computer simulation somewhere? I'm like, oh, who cares? Yeah, like, it's I've still... had a good 28 years of it so far. <laughs> yeah, it's still as real as anything, uh, like... It, it does, my life doesn't become any less real just because I'm technically a simulation or whatever. Right. Which, uh, you know, is probably what the Sims and my computer say. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like, that's basically what, like, every Black Mirror episode is about anymore. I haven't seen the new season yet, but, like, uh, some, like, digital consciousness is, like, trapped for eternity in its own simulation, and it's, like, aware of itself. And it's, like, mm-hmm. that would, I think, become kind of, like, a hell. But in in... 
the matrix you're not like living forever even if you are in a simulation like you're you're living a normal human life but like you're in 1999 and there's a sunshine (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so the other thing that i thought was really interesting about this movie is that i feel like uh, the idea that like ai could take over and and like harvest us or whatever Uh for for probably most of the 2000s was like that's not a thing that's going to happen. But <laughs> but like nowadays, yeah. There is a legitimate concern. I was listening to this one this other podcast about uh different uh existential threats to humanity. Uh-huh. Um and one of the cuz like global warming, climate change is a threat but it won't wipe out all of humanity. Like it'll just kill like, you know, 99% of us or something crazy like that. <laughs> okay. But, like, if an AI became self-aware and decided that it was in charge, like, that could literally destroy all life on Earth. Damn. And and the way they talked about it in this podcast is super similar to just what happens in The Matrix. Yeah. Because the the uh, the metaphor they use is they're like, if there's a paperclip factory that has an AI that runs the paperclip factory and is always trying to self-improve. Because that's what all our algorithms are doing now uh-huh. is is they're writing themselves and improving themselves. So the paperclip factory algorithm makes its best version of itself, become self-aware, but its its main program, its main goal is to just make paperclips very efficiently. Right. And so however it decides to do that is how it's going to do that. So if it decides that all humans should be <laughs> making paperclips, then that's what's yeah. going to happen. Or if it decides that our carbon atoms could be better used as paperclips... <laughs> <laughs> then that's what's going to happen. Or if it Shit. decides that we should be batteries, like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. So like, I feel like the sort of wacky sci-fi premise of the matrix is now like, Oh no, this could happen. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, would, it would optimize like to the extreme. Yes. Cause it, cause if the Netflix al- and, and so, so like for instance, the Netflix algorithm, right. Mm-hmm. Is always trying to, is trying to give us the best, most personalized entertainment it can. Right. And, that's its job and that's what it knows how to do so if it becomes self-aware then what it's going to try to do is just entertain us as best as it can and if that means it puts us in little pods and feeds our brains serotonin and stuff (laughs) and and uses our bodies as batteries then that's what it's gonna do yeah hell yeah dude (laughs) so the matrix is the matrix is real is what i'm saying yeah no completely um (laughs) People Have are going to be like, Josiah's, Josiah has gone down a conspiracy J- Josiah theory is all. a men's rights activist. <laughs> <laughs> he took the red pill. Yeah. Um, the so pill I, so the, a big reason why we're doing The Matrix right now, other than that this year is its 20th anniversary, um, and oh, that it wild. is very Star Wars in general, um, is that I'm in a musical right now uh, that is a parody of The Matrix, and... Like it is, it is this movie. Like it's the first Matrix movie, um, but it's a musical. So um, the idea of like you said about okay, yeah, fine, it's a simulation, but it also is real. So my character in the musical is Cipher, and the most recent time I watched it was just like maybe a couple months ago, kind of knowing that it was in preparation for this show. So I like paid extra attention to him and all of his moves and yeah, his story through his lens, and I was just like, yeah, no, this this guy's the hero. <laughs> <laughs> of course he's not but like i know that i would be the like coward who's like i miss real steak which of course is not real <laughs> but um but it is it might as well be. too bad he was like treacherous i mean I, i'm too bad i'm like trying to like be sympathetic for him because i'm playing the character it's not too right. bad he's a weasel and a and a fucking like narc <laughs> but <laughs> like I, if, if there were a way for me after I took the red pill to like go back, I think I probably would. <laughs> See, I, I think that like, I mean, it's, it, 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 I, I hate that like MRAs and dumb, evil, <laughs> stupid incel, like beta cuck, whatever. Right, right. Dumb male guys on the internet are like, they've co-opted the red pill to be like, wake up, man. Like yeah. feminism is bad and like <laughs> men are oppressed. And it's like, guys. You're the worst. But the worst. leave it to white men on the internet to ruin everything. You know what That's else true. they did? <laughs> oh, yeah. Star Wars, huh? 
Yeah. Damn, we're, we're really coming back to this is pretty dang Star Wars in a lot of ways. I know, huh? I know. I mean, I'm like, I'm having a hard time making a case against it other than your classic, if you put Star Wars in front of it, would you believe it? And like, to like a dumb person who isn't actually watching the movie, but just sort of seeing the special effects. Yeah, maybe, possibly. <laughs> That's true. The Like, the, the wild thing about this movie is I feel like, I feel like so. I feel like the uh, the Wachowski siblings. Is that how you say their last name, Wachowski? I think it's Wachowski, but Wachowski. Like, I said Wachowski I like, for a long time. I feel like the Wachowskis could have made. I feel like if the Wachowskis were making a movie when George Lucas was making a movie, they might have made Star Wars, and vice versa. If oh, George uh-huh. Lucas was making movies like or, or was like their age and like being an Artur, an Artur, an Artur. How do you say mm-hmm, that? Artur. Mm-hmm. He would have made, he might have made the Matrix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like they are they are similar. spiritually similar. Yes, especially since like they made their like magnum opus kind of not right out the gate, but pretty yeah, immediately right. were very good, right. and they have literally never lived up to their <laughs> their that's like true. original promise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck, dude. So this that's, movie is Star Wars. Yeah, this movie is very star. It's, it's it is incredibly Star Wars in everything but the name, like you just said. Like you couldn't. Yeah. Uh, even if my grandma saw this, she'd probably be like, "Where's the lightsabers?" And I'd be like, "Oh, dang it, grandma." Yeah, no, this isn't okay, man, dude. But dang, and it's a fun like, movie, though, isn't it? Such cool effects and choreography to it, like the uh, the fights. The fights are so good. They're so good. It's just. It's just like and like. Mind-blowing how good the fights are. You know what? I, yeah. Of all the fights, there's all the, like, guns and the flips and explosions and stuff. Of all the fight moments, I think my favorite, and this just goes to show, like, how well choreographed this movie is, is the moment where uh, Neo throws a punch at Agent Smith and Smith blocks his hand and then Neo extends his fingers to, like, choke Smith. Yes, you know? yes. Oh, my God. I think the, that ugh. is, like, almost... Like I, that might be cooler than like the bullet dodge. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great, and like yeah. I, I and I was watching that on one point five speed, so I was like, damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, that oh, part is so dope cool. as hell, and uh, the like all yeah the choreo for so okay, I think that there are like sort of two schools of thought when it comes to really dope fights in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they have to either be in one of these camps in order to like be really effective. Yeah, I think I even know where you're heading with this. Yeah, so I think there's like the hyper, not or like the more realistic, hard hitting fights. Right, uh, like the Daredevil I, Netflix show. Literally, exactly the example I was. Yeah, use. or like even like um, Born Identity. That there's yes, some choreography yes. to it, but it feels like heavy and right difficult. and like. Dar- like sort of your dark knight fighting and like yeah it yeah. feels like it feels like a real person fighting even though it is choreographed and like really dope to watch like mm-hmm. it is it is and I, I think those fights end up being very very cool and then there's there's the other end of the spectrum where it's the matrix where it is like they're on wires they're going yeah. into bullet time it's so it's like heavily comic choreographed. book panels yes and it looks it's so fucking fun to watch it's so it looks fun amazing to watch. yeah it's it's like it's like why you would watch wrestling, like exactly, you know, pro wrestling. Like it's just like people dressed so kind of like ridiculously. Like all the they're all wearing like long coats and like tight leather and spandex. It's <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense to be wearing what they're wearing, um, and yes. sunglasses inside. It, like it's just, which is also kind of Star Wars. Like the why were the Jedi's always wearing robes? Like. Yeah. This is hindering you. It just kind of looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. I, it's just a cool, well-made movie. Yeah, and, it's you know so what, good. And what's mind-boggling, too, is the inf- the effects in this movie aren't necessarily, like, leaps and bounds better than, say, the effects in Phantom Menace. But these movies mm-hmm. came out the same year. Same year, yeah. Which is wild to think of because this feels so much... I don't know, more creative than And it feels that. like it, it, it holds up. Like, I don't... I don't I can't think of CGI in the Matrix, the first one specifically, that like doesn't work still now. Like it was used yeah. very tactically, very totally. sp- like sparingly, and uh, whereas Jar Jar was a whole character. <laughs> exactly, um, totally. But yeah, like the the have you ever seen any of the I know that you only just saw the movie for the first time today, but have you ever seen any of the like behind the scenes of how they shot 
those those tricks where like the camera goes around them while they're frozen in air or whatever. No. There there's the when when Neo and Smith are like they like lunge at each other and they're in midair and like they're both shooting yeah. their guns. That scene is the one that comes to mind. I think the the bullet dodge might be one too. Um, that's on like the DVD extras, and they're just in the 360 room of green screen, and there are something like you know 50 to 100 cameras all just positioned in the like all around the room in the the motion that the a a film camera would be taking, like if it were like yeah. a, a crane shot or a dolly shot or whatever, and they pull the two guys up on wires and then they just fire all those cameras off like one after another in rapid succession. And then they have like, you know, a hundred different pictures and then they just composite them together. It's so so sick. (laughs) It is so cool. I love that too. Cause they could have just been like, and this is not to shit on George Lucas necessarily, but if he was making that movie at that time, he would have been like, well, we'll, we'll go ahead and do this all green screen, all effects. You know what I mean? Like he, he would have thrown and, and did like he, I mean, the sword, the lightsaber battles in uh, *Phantom Menace* are pretty dope as well. Um, right. But for for you know a scene like that, they'd have been like, let's just do this digitally. Um, well, and it's cool right, that they did true. it digitally as well as like using very neat camera techniques to pull off what they wanted to do. Well, and even that's kind of Lucas because Lucas basically invented the the special effects world of today. Uh, that's very for true. the sake of like I I want to make the movie I want to see and I need to essentially invent certain cameras for that. And, you know, like ILM did that, but he was sort of responsible for it coming into existence. Once again, I feel like they are similar, like. Auteurs. I don't know how to say that word, and I keep saying it, but um, I think it's Arthur. They're both definitely Arthur from PBS. Dang, we've already been talking for thirty minutes. I know it's crazy because, like, I've only just said how much I like this movie, and I I think I think we are being like we are discussing it, and we are being somewhat engaging with one another. But I don't know if it's been like fun or funny. It's just like two guys in their late twenties going like, "Dude, The Matrix rocks." Dude, it's, it's a good movie. It's cool. Have you yeah, seen it? Yeah, it's so cool. You guys, you gotta see. Have you ever seen? Guys. Have you ever seen Forrest Gump? <laughs> have you ever seen Silence of the Lambs? Right, just like finding a very popular movie and being like, <laughs> yeah, it is good. Guys, I have a crazy take, but like, I think the movie The Matrix is awesome. <laughs> it was pretty dope. It made me want to watch more movies because I feel like I don't watch movies very much these days. Right, um, especially ones I have, like, I've like missed. Oh like, yeah, like, if I've like missed out on them, I've missed out on them. Yeah, right. Like I know it through culture, so why do I? Why would I see it at this point? But I'm yeah, so glad I, thought, I, I mean, watched Men in Black. That was the other thing I thought that was interesting about this movie is because, like, it didn't waste any time either in the no. way that, like, because I, I knew all the beats, but I didn't know how they fit together. And uh-huh. it very much was like, we got to get Neo. All right. Because I thought the movie was going to be a longer thing of him, like, figuring out that he was in the Matrix and stuff. But literally, like, first 20 minutes, it's like, boom. All right. He knows it. Let's, yeah. let's do this. And, right. like, with Cypher, you're like, this guy seems a little shady. And then immediately right. after, he's kind of shady to Neo. It's like, yep, he's the bad guy. And I was like, yeah. whoa. Okay. Yeah, right. Because like there's it, it, so much, like, um, world you have to understand that. Yeah. And I wonder, and, and it might be because you are probably particularly good at watching movies and also you kind of knew what the matrix was before you saw it. But I bet someone who has never seen or heard of this movie watching that wouldn't necessarily pick up on like how hard they're hitting you over the head from, from the jump um, because they're trying to like piece shit together as it is being told to them. You know, like um, like that's, that's, I feel like, yeah, I feel like in 1999, the first time you see it, you're probably much more like, Whoa, what's this cool new kind of world I'm being put into. Right. And like, have you seen the prestige? No, but I also know what happens in the prestige. Right. I mean like that will color it for you, but like that movie is told in like chunks and they don't, it's not like a to B linear, like start to finish. Like you see chunks in different time, pieces and then the second time you watch it it's like oh my god it was right in front of me the whole time but like it's because you then know the movie (laughs) yeah exactly yeah yeah i definitely think and like that's one of the i guess sort of the downsides of like being on the internet and just sort of absorbing culture in the background all the time is that i do know what happens in prestige i know the twist to sixth sense even though i've never seen it like I know I know that Neo's the one and I know that like later on in the series he's very much the one in a lot of dumb ways. Yeah. So like I I know I, I just like it, it's kind of it's kind of the 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 drawback of 
that is that I don't get to be, I guess, as surprised necessarily, but I think it's still fun to consume those kind of things. Um, because I guess, yeah, because instead of having to watch it the second time to be able to pick up on it, it's sort of like the first time you go around, you're like, oh, okay, right. okay, okay. Well, especially, yeah, like if it is a movie with like a huge rewatch value, like I would watch right. The Prestige right now. And I've seen it probably I'd like watch, five or six I'd honestly times. Watch the Matri- I'd honestly watch The Matrix again right now. <laughs> like, I kind of was like, should I go ahead and rent the next two just so I can, like, experience the world a little more? And then I was like, no, I shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but we, let's, let, we, let's go to the pit real quick. And then we've got yeah, a yeah, special yeah. segment when we come That's back. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, here we All go. Right. I'm Whee! jacking into the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Jack into the pit. Okay, now that the ad breaks over, I can jack back off. Oh, no. <laughs> huh? Oh, ad, we're back. Oh, no. Um, oh, yeah, and we're back. Ad, and we're, we're jack. And we're jacked. And we're jacked. That Robin Williams movie that made me cry. <laughs> See, I haven't um, seen that one. I think that one's called Jack. That's anyway, where he's a clown and he works at a hospital? No, that one's called Clown Hospital. Oh, okay. Um, I actually can't remember the name of that damn movie. That's right called now. Patch Adams. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, "What is the name of that movie?" Okay, so <laughs> Mike, we did. You did a special, fun sort of game segment. Yes. That we are going to drop in here in a second. But do you want to yeah, set yeah, it yeah. up? Set it up yeah, for no, us. Here will be the, the setup, um, and then I'll, I'll throw it over to uh, Mike Gospel in the field. Um, I, as I mentioned earlier, am in a musical version of The Matrix, and it opens here in Chicago uh, August 2nd, and it runs through all of August, and like on, on weekends. Um, and uh, I, at rehearsal this week, was able to talk to some of the cast and crew of the one, The Matrix musical parody, um, to interview them and get some insights and thoughts from them about the classic film the matrix um so here's mike at the second city training center uh talking to some of his cast and crew friends at rehearsal take it away mike take it away how star wars is it this is mike gospel on the scene at rehearsal for the one the matrix musical parody that opens on august 2nd at the den theater in chicago um, I, of course, am in the show. I play Cypher, who is you know, pretty much the main character, but I'm also going to talk to some of the rest of the cast and crew and ask them questions about their rehearsal process and uh, get people pumped up to come and see this play. This is Bruce Phillips, who is Agent Smith in The One, the Matrix musical parody. He is also uh, at Hitchcocktails at the Annoyance. Bruce, my question for you. Hugo Weaving has played lots of iconic roles. What are some of them? Oh, uh, well, he was uh, Elrond in uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, he, do you not know this movie, Lord of the Rings? Hmm? Lord of the Rings. I'm not into that nerd shit. It's a... Okay, that was Bruce. This is Bree Fitzpatrick. She is in Anarchy with me and Josiah, and she is playing Trinity in The One, the Matrix musical parody. And Bree, my question for you is, as Trinity, um, do you know there's lots of religious themes in The Matrix? Yeah, I'd noticed a couple. Do you know the Trinity? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm here now with John Monteverdi, the music director and composer of The One, um, and I have to ask you a question. Could you, without playing the note, sing a middle C? Uh... And now let's see if that's right. Oh, fuck, he got it. <laughs> this is Laura Marsh. She wrote the one, the Matrix parody musical. And Laura, I have a very important question for you. Okay. I've been wanting to ask you it this whole process. <laughs> have you seen The Matrix? The, wait, what is it? The movie from 1999. A movie from 1999 called The... It's called the Matrix. The Mutri. You can the you not ma- hear my pronunciation? No, what did you say? The May. Matrix. The Matrix. The Matrix. Have you seen that? What's it about? Okay, everybody. This has been Mike <laughs> Gospel live on the scene. This is Mike Gospel on the scene of rehearsal. This is the Act One finale. Ah. Uh, uh, What you can't see right now is the choreography, but it is so cool! Ah. 
am here now with Sheena Laird, the choreographer extraordinaire of the one. Um, Sheena, I have to ask you a question. Um, can you complete this phrase for me? Sure. Five, six, seven. Ten. There you have it. Okay, I'm here now with Liz Anderson. She is playing the woman in the red dress and a dozen other characters. You know, ensemble. Um, yeah, and she has her own very successful podcast, Paired. Um, you can get it anywhere you get podcasts. Yeah. Um, so my question for you, Liz, is how'd you do that? How'd you get such a good show? We've been doing I, this for so long. It's so bad. No, I thought this was about Matrix. The podcast is, but, like, the episode is. But, like, ours, we got, like, 40 listeners. Oh, I, well, How we get more? No, but I think I think you just you if you want to you you can send press release. Is it is that is your are you okay? Huh? No. Yeah. What? Yeah. Bruce made fun of me for not knowing who Elrond was. He's an elf. This is Sean Rickert. He plays Neo in the one The Matrix musical parody. Say hi. Hello. Now, um, there's an iconic scene in The Matrix where Neo dodges bullets and he, like, bends over backwards and stuff. Um, will you do that for me right now, please? Sure, yeah. Uh, check this out. Oh, sick! Oh, that's fucking cool! Wow! Wow, wow! Wow! This is the director, CJ Tour, who is also the star of Lakeshore and Limbo, his own awesome podcast out on the internet. And CJ, I've been meaning to ask you this question. Um, have you seen The Matrix? I'm sorry? The, the, the movie? The movie? Yeah. But the show, Mike, um, Mike, you did a lot of good work, but... Uh, no, no, no. Uh, we're going to have to go a different direction. No, 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 please, no! Um, of somebody oh. good. Please! <laughs> I'm sure he was just kidding around. Uh, I, th I think I'm still on the show. Um, well, that's, uh, that's all for me here at rehearsal. The one opens on August 2nd, and I'm definitely going to be in the show. And uh, this has been Mike Gospel. With How Star Wars Is It, back to you. How Star Wars Is It? Well, that was something. Uh, thanks, and Mike. And we're back. And we're back again. Uh, so, Mike, as always, asking the hard-hitting questions. Yeah, I'm a journalist. Um, <laughs> you are now. Uh, we are going to do guess. a press release, so we might as well be journalists. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so... Um, I think we've talked a lot about how the Matrix is cool and good, and it's also, and I think we've done a pretty good job of talking about how it is pre-Star Wars along the way. Hey, talk, think, speaking of cool and good and Star Wars, I just have like one fun little piece of color that I think you'll appreciate. Um, it does not have songs in the way that Star Wars does. It has some songs, and of course, the one, the Matrix musical parody, has a bunch of uh, bangers in it. Um, but the intro where it's like the WB title card and the music is like. <laughs> yeah that um is the same thing that happens at the beginning of the matrix reloaded and then subsequently the matrix revolutions but each uh n successive movie it's modulated up a half step oh isn't that kind of interesting <laughs> that is that is weird and very interesting because like it feels like it's too specific where they had to have done that on purpose oh they absolutely did but like who would ever know uh, obviously the internet figured it out because that's how right. i learned it but and also why like what's right. the like like that's this cool, is the second but, one why? right i know it makes me wonder like if that gets done in any other movies like at the beginning of the two towers is it instead of do 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 it's I might have gone up much higher than the, a half step. I, 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 I think we did a whole step instead on accident. So speaking of going up by half steps and whole steps, so people who aren't music people might not, this might be all Greek to them, but you know, you can tell whenever something is in a different uh, key because it sounds higher or lower, blah, 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 whatever. So one of my one of my my siblings are all musicians and singers as well, and so we have a game we play, especially during the holidays. Mostly Game. games, mostly where we uh, mostly during the holidays because we'll take like a carol, like a Christmas carol, or whatever, mm -hmm. and one person sings the melody, and then two uh, two other two other people 
will start with the melody, but then one, or like start at the same pitch as the melody, but then one person will go up in a, like a chromatic scale, like by half steps, and the other person uh-huh. will go down in a chromatic scale by half steps. So, uh-huh. the, so everyone's try, so the person's trying to sing the melody while there's an uh, ascending and descending chromatic scale going on at the same time. That sounds very horrible and hard. It is it is awful to hear, and we never make it very <laughs> we, we never make it very far because we always just start laughing because it sounds so bad. Mm-hmm. Which is weirdly most of our games that we play with music is where we just do something that sounds bad and then and then we laugh about it because we're like this sounds so bad. That's funny. I would do. It's not similar to that, but I also do a dumb game with my sister that is music and sounds bad. If I'm ever playing something on piano, uh, I will not finish a, a phrase. So like the whatever the chord I'm on like doesn't resolve, and then she'll like actually physically come over and like play whatever the tonic root chord was just to be like. <sighs> I, I I I actually love doing that. Like. One of my favorite <laughs> jokes is finishing a song and then just being like, nah, like doing the seven, like, like the leaving minor them seven, hanging. And it's like, ha right. take that. <laughs> right. I, it's so dumb. That's and I love it. So stupid. Music <laughs> jokes. I love music jokes. Yeah, I guess. Another fun thing to do is if someone else is playing the keyboard is going over to the pitch bend dial and going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is also very fun. I'm trying to think of things that aren't star wars about this movie other than that you know it takes place like quote on earth right and i'm not coming up with a lot oh another thing another thing i wrote down that i forgot about till just now does this movie take place is the matrix in chicago oh yes so they 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 say here when they're when they're saying like street names like in in a list like i i specifically recognize he's like oh there's a phone at wabash and lake and i was like that's chicago that's right Yes, so so the Wachowski Wachowskis are from here. They shot it in Australia, but the the they wanted it to look like New York City ish, and the names are all Chicago. Yeah, which is um, which so is, the idea is it's like city of America. Like it's never necessarily identified as one specific right. city or not, which is I think another kind of fun little matrixy thing. Like there's a lot of fun things on on rewatch and rewatch and rewatch or like watching stuff on YouTube or whatever that you see that like, again, it's not necessarily subtle, but there's all these things that it's just sort of like, Oh yeah, nothing was ever kind of exactly right here from the beginning. Like everything is kind of green because they like color corrected the whole movie that takes place in the matrix as green. Like you're inside of a kind of retro computer. Sure. And uh, you know, like the window washer scene that Neo the whole time, or you know, the, the, the boss telling him you think you're special or whatever uh there's that window washer and like the the suds on the window kind of looks like the digital rain code of the matrix Mm. like in form Mm -hmm. alone but like you know it's raining when they take the bug out of him like there's a lot of just like repeated if if nothing else just sort of visual motifs that's really cool but like he's distracted the whole time by the falling code and never thinks everything is exactly right and they always like the whole movie just sort of feels kind of off until you figure out why that it's off on purpose right Right. um did you know that the like club they go to that rob zombie is playing um those were all just like that scene of people in i guess australia like the sort of like leather bondage club goers <laughs> like they were just like right. come and party and we'll film it <laughs> that's amazing it's so wild to me like i think they have such an uh, eye for like aesthetics which is another george lucas star wars thing that like they were comic people and martial arts sure. dorks you know and then they're like it's this this is the thing like they had a very clear vision from the get-go and it did not stray yeah um which I think is very much original Star Wars too. Yes. Yeah, I feel like this movie is. I feel like this movie is very much original trilogy in a lot of ways, mm, and maybe that's not interesting. as frequently. Yeah. Um, because I feel like there is a vision; they do execute it very well. And then, um, you know, I don't. I mean, we're just we're talking about just this movie, so not that's right. the sequels. But the the fact that they do have sequels that don't like live up is also very Star Wars. That's which I think true. I don't know if we mentioned that before or in the recording or not. I know right. I said it earlier. Right. Um, but yeah, like just culturally everything, it really hits a lot of the points as well as content wise. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, that's a good point. Culturally, like, we, everybody has heard the word Jedi or, like, use the Force or I am your father. And, like, obviously everybody does the, like, their take of the, like, slow motion back bend bullet dodge thing. And, like, you oh, know, yeah. even red pill get, and I, blue pill. And... I remember people, like, actually doing, like, the running on walls thing and doing, like, the flip off the walls. Like, trying to do right. that a lot. Right. Especially, like, God, that after rocks. this movie came out. You know, like... Uh, yeah, this movie culturally had a huge impact, and people still stay like Jack into the Matrix, hack into the Matrix, all that stuff. Yeah, right. Like it's just it's, it, it's just there, you know. It's anytime it's someone says deja vu, I'm like, what did they change? <laughs> no, oh no. Um, um, yeah. We have God. We haven't even talked about the Oracle. She's awesome. She's dope. Also, I thought it was a cool twist on the whole cho- chosen one shtick for her to tell him he wasn't the one because in order to actually be the one, he had to think that he wasn't. Right. I thought that was kind of cool because I feel like most of the time with chosen one stories or whatever, the the person finds out very early on and then they're just like, they don't want to be the one, but they're like, oh, I hate that I have to do this. Right. And he was just like, well, I'm not. So I guess I can just do whatever. Yes. Which right. is how that it had to go. And I'm like, that's kind of a fun little twist. Right. All the good guys and the bad guys are men except for one. And she's kind of um, just cool but doesn't have much of a character that's kind of star wars <laughs> oh yeah and there's one black guy <laughs> well I, um, gu- I guess there's the i guess there's well, one yeah, black there's guy tank in the and Matrix, dozer and there's uh, tank and dozer there's so there's there's one man of color who's like a main character and you've got tank and dozer who's sort of ancillary ancillary characters right i um, love but yeah, one tank. woman he's so charming in that movie that's what i was gonna say i was actually gonna say that earlier when we were talking about the acting i was like yeah. i feel like he did i feel like he probably was like the most like maybe did the best yeah. job. Him and Cipher felt the most like real people, right. you know. Um, when um, when I, Morpheus I almost... kind of snaps out of being held captive or whatever, and he's like, "Tank, I need an exit" or whatever, and Tank just goes, "God damn, it's good to hear your voice, sir." I love that part. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. He's very charming, and I'm glad he didn't die. Um, Speaking oh, of yeah, line was... reads, um, there's a Cipher moment where I think. He didn't do the, like, I wish they had maybe directed the take differently. It's so stupid. It's one word. But, like, because I've watched this movie so many times, I've, like, heard it and been like, well, that's not exactly right. He's explaining the code to Neo. Like, he's like, are you, is that the Matrix? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, is it always in code? And he's, I forget exactly what the words are, but the the idea is when, like, you can watch people fight in the construct because it's like their own video game hard downloaded to their computer but the matrix is live and it's just so big that it has to all be coded or whatever for rendering sake but the Mm -hmm. way he says it is like like the the read ought to be like um yeah we have the view screens for when you're in the construct but in the matrix it's just too big blah 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 or whatever but the way he read it is like um like the the construct would be the operative word there to kind of lean into, and the way he says it is, yeah, you're, we can watch you on the viewing screen when you're in the construct, but in the matrix, you blah 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 blah. And <laughs> I I it just it it doesn't sit right. Maybe it's like a complete like over critique on my part, but like I, it's it's techno babbly stuff, you know, in the way sure. that Harrison Ford is like, this is all nothing, just like punch it, Chewy. Uh, yeah, uh, like that. It's like they probably were just like, ah, oh, we got. He said all the words. Let's just like print he said that all the take. words. It's fine. <laughs> so real quick, to, I just want to like get into some metaphysics bullshit. Yes, yes, and some some um, I guess some quantum bullshit too. Whatever, who cares? Here's the thing, guys. For everybody who's worried that we might be in a simulation, the energy output that it would take which they don't they kind of get into in the movie mm. where they're like the human body's a good battery which it isn't that's some, <laughs> that's some, that's another funny thing that like i was reading about a long time ago was that like the robots plans to use humans as batteries is like absurdly inefficient interesting because they're like oh we, we have more uh we produce more energy than a 12 volt battery which isn't very much <laughs> Like, right. <laughs> it's very inefficient to, uh, like, I guess, harvest humans in the way that the robots do. Huh. Uh, but they also say they're, like, using this in, like, fusion. They're able to do this, whatever yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and fusion. Like, well, then they should just be using the fusion. <laughs> like, why <are> <laughs> If they can, if That's they can like achieve the, um, the Kumail Nanjiani joke about the the street drug called cheese, 
which is Tylenol PM and heroin. <laughs> Just yeah. do the heroin. Just do the heroin. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're going to use humans and also fusion, just, you know how to do nuclear fusion. Just do that. That's way better. But, so that, that was something else in the podcast that I talked about was, like, if we are a simulation, like, it, the amount of uh, energy it would take to simulate our universe is, like, absurd. Mm-hmm. And also the amount of, like, heat runoff. Like, computers need coolers right uh that are that big and so like the amount of computers and computing power it would take to render like even just the human brain is already something that we can't really do and would take a ridiculous amount of computing power (laughs) and if if it was going to do that with literally every human and also the entire like observable universe it would have to take a computer that's so advanced we can't even really comprehend it so the odds aren't great that we're in a simulation but also the odds are very good that we're in a simulation because all it would take is one like little teen somewhere in this future society to figure out how to do it and all of a sudden we are in a simulation Mm. so i just wanted everyone to know that to give them some sort of existential angst so that way they can feel how i feel every freaking night whenever i think about that Uh, so i think we're getting a little close to maybe we should maybe we should give us a score yeah um, I'm trying to think of what my thing ought to be. Um, I think I, my, mine's going to be ladies in red dresses. Mm, that's a big part of our show. Basically, <laughs> every like iconic thing in the Matrix, which is like dozens, are like full numbers. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, uh, oh, hey, fun! Two fun, interesting details. That scene, the woman in the red dress scene. All the people walking by, you know, they're all basically in black and white. And then they're not like literally in grayscale, but they're wearing black clothes or white clothes. And then the lady in red walks by. They they wanted that scene to look like the program itself had to just populate uh, an area so that it like duplicated a bunch of the same body. You know, like in a Disney animation, like the 3D digital animation, like you see a lot of yes. like, the same character model, essentially. That was the idea. They wanted it to look like that. So everybody walking by in that scene has another person who looks just like them also in that scene. They cast all twins. Whoa. Isn't that weird? That is very weird. <laughs> like you don't even interesting like, way perceive to accomplish that. that really. Um, but like if you watch you can see clips of that on YouTube and then another fun interesting thing that was a sort of behind the scenes thing that got cut but it's especially interesting knowing sort of like the trajectory of the Wachowskis Um, the character Switch uh, Mm -hmm. was so named because in an earlier draft of the script she uh, was like in the in the Matrix was a he but in the real world was a she or or possibly vice versa um, and then, like, because there's already so much confusing shit going on, they were just like, let's make everybody look basically like they do now, but, like, in cooler clothes. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. as to not confuse people further. But I thought that was interesting. That's very cool. They're sort of writing in those trans narratives before they, like, came out as trans, which is very interesting. Yes. Um, okay, but back to rating it out of 10. Yeah, I'm doing 10. I'm doing uh, – so what's your what's – your, uh, unit of measurement um hmm i'm i'm gonna say like those little bugs that you put in someone's belly button <laughs> yeah that would gross me out it's real so hard. gross there was a lot of body horror in the first like, 20 minutes of the movie where i was like this is gross <laughs> and when that mo- like he says uh when they suck that out of him with like the gun thing in the car mm-hmm. he goes jesus christ that was real but on like tnt or whatever when the matrix is always on on cable the edit is Jeepers Creepers. That was real. <laughs> <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. Uh, so, okay. I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say it's an eight. I think it's pretty dang Star Wars. Damn. Uh, did you have a thing? Oh, yeah. You said. Um, eight women in red. Women in red. Right. <laughs> um, so, because you said eight. I I like I hate giving things a seven. I feel like we give everything a seven. But because you said eight, I will say seven uh, little bug droids, so that the podcast collectively gave it a seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably safe. <laughs> yeah, because I agree. Um, it's like so friggin' Star Wars, but like it doesn't have a lightsaber or a Death Star, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's hard to give it that full nine, you know. Right. Or ten. 
Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think we, this is, I feel like the first episode in a while where we've actually, really actually, like, analyzed like, something. Like, wanted to talk about the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but cool. So, guys, go see the one, the Matrix parody musical that Mike is in. Yes. Uh, I really wish I was in town so I could see it, because it sounds <laughs> like it's going to be a blast. And all the people involved are very cool and a blast. Yeah, so it's go super, see it. super fun. It's at the Den Theater uh, in August. So go see it, everybody. And if you Get want us on the internet. Yeah, if you want us. <laughs> we are uh, at A Good Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mike Gospel. Josiah is at the Josiah Man. Uh, we are. So Mike misspoke. We are at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. What did but I our say? email is, you said A Good Podcast. Oh, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but our email is a good podcast at gmail.com. So God that is it. still <laughs> that is no! still true. <laughs> no! Damn it, Mike. What's everyone going to think now? <laughs> They're going to uh, be so confused. <laughs> um, and let's see what else. Oh, uh, make sure you go ahead and give us a five star rating, please. Yeah, you better. You better. Uh, and tell your friends to both give us a five star rating and to listen to the show. Um, uh, if you like the show, Give us a like and a subscribe and show your friends how to subscribe. That's right. And I do it for them. I still think that's like so funny and cute. <laughs> yeah. Do it for them and also delete all the other podcasts from their app. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because we are, we are going to be the only one. <laughs> right. Um, uh, awesome. Well, I think it's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Every time that fucking kills it me. It sucks. So. Uh, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> so like we yeah. always say. Yeah. We love you, and may the fourth be with you. Bye. Bye. Man, should I watch the Matrix sequels? Um, are they fun? Uh...